Hi, Ross. Hey, Sam. How's it going? It's going pretty pretty good. How's pretty, it going with you? Pretty good. Uh, great. I mean, it's a little rainy here today, but I'm feeling good. I'm feeling pretty good, too. This is episode 17. That's a lot. Of Sam and Ross Like Things. I am Sam. And I am Ross. Right. And this is the show where uh, each uh, fortnight, Ross and I each pick a thing that the other likes and it does a little interview uh, with, uh, to find out uh, why they like that thing. A little interview. A little interview. And uh, we'll go over the rules again in case we might have some fabulous new listeners that the rules are, well, number one is uh, no hedging. No, no hedging. hedging. No hedging. No hedging, which means uh, you don't have to defend why you like a thing. You don't have to say, I understand that people don't like this thing and that's... That's okay. There are reasons not to like. No, you're just you just gotta like it. I think a sub point of that rule is, is you can't use that voice either, like to yeah. talk about your thing. That's implied. No. That's implied. Mm-hmm. And I think do we have any other rules? Mm. Nope. Uh, we've got a little follow up. Uh, first, I see some follow up uh, regarding. I believe this is your spouse. Yeah, I tweeted. Honestly, guys, I'm, I was disappointed in the the lack of feedback. The lack of follow-up. I tweeted, like, I just wanted to know what are some other things folks are liking. Mm-hmm. The only one to respond was my lovely wife, Valerie, <laughs> which is, I don't know if that's better or worse than when, like, your mom is the only one to respond. But whether, whatever, I'm not here to hedge. I'm here to like that she at least responded. And she says the things that she likes, and I can verify because I live with this person, she likes old ladies, fat babies, and writing things down on paper. Those are three great things. Yeah. I'd like to, to talk to her more about those. Maybe things. we can get her in and talk about writing things on paper specifically because that blows my mind. Yeah, I'd like to hear more about that. All right, I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up. Um, some some other follow-up. We had a friend of the internet, uh, Casey List, hosts a show on Relay FM called Analog with, a, with, with Mike Hurley. In a British spelling, I think. Or I don't know. There's some U's in there that I'm unfamiliar with. It is a show about feelings towards internet technology things and it's a it's a good show you should listen to it uh, casey is a richmond virginia local and uh, they one of the things casey likes is our show and that felt really good yeah that's cool to hear people liking when we like things um and i love i casey's also on another show called xnl tech podcast which is like my ultimate favorite podcast of all time so that's cool it's like we're now we're like two degrees of separation from being mentioned on atp whoa it's crazy crazy well, that's a wild world that's our follow-up, and we can jump right into the things that we like this week. I believe uh, I get to go first. Right, and that means I ask you first, right? I, I don't know. There are no rules, remember? There are no rules. Just right. <laughs> um, all right, Sam. Yes. This week, the thing you like is, I forget the way you phrase it, I should look down here, um, is baseball games, but specifically watching a baseball game. Correct. Please, please begin. Oh, yeah. Um, I like sitting down and it can uh, most often in person like being at a baseball game and watching a baseball game i enjoy sitting typically with a beer and just laying sitting in the chair and watching the game unfold it's just the you know the games are you know three-ish hours long and you just sit back and it's like a picnic game you sit back and you drink a beer or two and uh enjoy the sport are you speaking live like in person so i enjoy watching uh a live in-person baseball game. I'll also enjoy, I didn't get it this season, but in previous seasons I've gotten the MLB subscription thing. Yeah. Which uh, I enjoy also yard bearing and watching a baseball game on my iPad. Is that just by yourself chilling out in the backyard? Uh Uh-huh. So the kids will be like playing and I'll be there with an iPad watching a baseball game. And and I'll, I'll add that I am, 
I am not I don't particularly follow any particular team and the reason I didn't sign up for MLB this season was I always forget to watch a game. <laughs> it's one of those things that I like, but I'm not I don't really follow the sport in the sense that like I'm checking the newspaper every day or say for example a web magazine to tell me what the scores are from the local teams. Not right. that yeah, it's just not I don't have that habit built up. Uh, so I really enjoy when I remember to watch those games. But with the kids and the timing, often I don't have my schedule is such with, you know, raising tiny humans that it's rare that I have a three hour stretch to sit in the backyard and drink a beer right. and watch it. In previous previous jobs I've had I would travel a lot and I would often go to cities and across the US and I would see if there was a baseball game happening when I was there and go to the games. Fine. I got to go to opening day at Wrigley in Chicago one time and it was like thirty degrees, but it was great. <laughs> Uh, was that were there like tons of people there? Yeah, yeah. So, opening day, um, I got to go to uh, I forget the name of the park, the one in uh, in Toronto. I saw a Blue Ga- Blue Jays game, and that was super fun. So, do you go like this season, this baseball season? Will you go to a handful of games, half a dozen games? I will want to go to more games than I remember to go to. Yeah. So uh, we're talking about the Richmond Flying Squirrels Double A Giants affiliate team in town. Yeah. Or I mean, the, the Nats are close enough yeah. where you can um, do a Nats game, I guess. The Nats games we went two seasons ago. We went with my older daughter and my nephews and my brother and my dad, and we went to a Nats game, and that was super fun. My family suffers from no one wants to really be the planner. Yeah. So that was fun. We're like, we should do this again, and we absolutely should. But uh, like, oh yeah, we should do that, and then it's then it's October. I think the last time we went to a Nats game was when someone else planned it for us yeah. as well. And we're just, they're like, you should come on this day. It is this amount of money and I am driving the car. And it's like, okay, I will sit in the car with you. I already bought July 4th tickets with my oldest daughter, who is now nine. Uh, for, the, live, for the minor, minor league for in the, town. Sorry, sorry for the flying squirrels because I always do fireworks. And we've never been to a fireworks game because she really hasn't been old enough yeah. to stay up that late because it could be easily be 10, 1030. Right. Uh, before the fireworks go off so we're going to do that this summer on july 4th cool so you'll have to forgive me because i don't really know a whole lot about baseball oh that's fine do you um do the scorekeeping thing when you're there no because i i never learned or if i did i forgot Mm -hmm. but i know enough about the game and the strategy that watching the game is interesting okay when i go with my kids my oldest daughter i believe she enjoys watching the game I think she mostly enjoys the crowd and being part of that. And also second, secondarily enjoys the snacks. Yeah. Uh, my younger daughter, who is six, uh, mostly enjoys the snacks. Yeah. Uh, my nine-year-old is such that we can stay for a whole game. The six-year-old <laughs> runs out of that energy pretty quick. Um, and I'm be, even be willing to go. Like, it's one of those things where if I found myself and my, like, and my family was like off on a, on a trip without me for a weekend or something like that, like I'd go to a game by myself and just sit. Like that's what I would do when I was traveling. Is I just go buy a ticket in the stands and right. sit and cheer and have a hot dog and a beer and and watch the game. Yeah, I love our um our the fine squirrels, the minor league team in town. They do such a good job because like it's hard for me, even though I'm like a sports guy, it's hard for me to watch baseball because I don't really know a lot about it, which makes it harder, I think, to get the sports element out of it. Mm-hmm. But they do such an incredible job about making the rest of the experience 100% enjoyable and interesting. Um, which helps with the kids, like you were saying. Like, it helps for people, kids or humans like myself who aren't super interested. There's, like, pigs running around. There's, like, games and fireworks and beer for not the kids but for me. And 
those that stuff is fun and the way the game is structured like the, none of that stuff with the exception i think of like the bounce house that is far away like you can't actually watch the game none of that stuff detracts from people who want to enjoy the game right. right so it's like it's in between innings and you get to see parker the rally pig i would love i think i think i would love to know how to keep score because i feel like that gives you it's like you know when you're when you're watching television and you have your secondary screen, your iPad, uh, uh, like yeah. wa- reading Twitter while you watch television, it's like that. It's like you can watch a baseball game while you're like. I bet there's an app that lets you score keep. I bet so too, and it pro- yeah, that would be great. I'm gonna look into that. That sounds on your phone. Yeah, that sounds great, and it's it's you know it's like a cool combination between the digital, but you're still like making marks and like checking things off, and that's appealing to me. I do enjoy the pace of the game. I'm like uh, Benjamin Cisco in that regard. Mm-hmm. Where the best Star Trek captain. I. I agree. Oh, we should have a Star Trek captain show. <laughs> no, we're not allowed to do another joint show for a while. Okay. The uh, yeah, so he he the the pace of the game is such that at any moment something super exciting can happen, but probably not. <laughs> so if you got to get up to go pee or get another beer, it's not a big deal. Right. Yeah, I'd love to go to more baseball games if when I you know remember to go or remember. Oh yeah, I like this thing. Maybe we can get one in before the next show. I think they return. The squirrels come home late next week. You know that, like I'd, I, know, I have to know this for my. Biz. You have to know that for your business. Well, that's awesome. I appreciate about the squirrels that the beers are very big. Yes, you can, you can, you get can a order very a beer large beer. Yeah, it's like as big as your head, which is the appropriate amount of beer, I think. The beer, a, it is it is not uncommon for the giant beer to cost more than your ticket. Yeah, sounds great. Everything about this <laughs> sounds wonderful. Yeah. Well, cool. That's fun. Uh, let's do that for. Let's put it on our to-do list for this summer. Let's do it. We've been to a game before together. We we did. I think you almost stayed for the whole thing. I think so too. And it wasn't me that was trying to leave. It was probably <laughs> my six-year-old. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. So Ross, it yes. is your turn to Hello. tell me about a thing you like. And I this love is things. and this is uh, somewhat personal for me because I'm I would say somewhat envious of your skill and or knowledge in this regard. You like dressing nice yeah and i'll let you sort of define what that is for you and and i'd also like to hear a little bit about your origin story okay cool um yeah i like dressing in a way totally nice is the right word for it because it's not fancy it's a way that makes me feel good about myself and that's like so the start i think that's like the point of clothes right the point Mm -hmm. of clothes is to make you feel good about yourself and if the clothes that you're wearing do not make you feel good about yourself, you need different clothes. I really, I do think that there are good clothes for everybody. And uh, you just got to, you know, whatever your body looks like, you just got to find the clothes that make you feel good in your clothes. That was my, that was my self-confidence sure. building statement to, to begin. So is, have you always felt this way? No. And I, to, so in college, I used to, this is, do, can we call these things, uh, like, undershirt tank tops? They have an offensive name that we used to call them by. A sleeveless cotton white, um, uh, cotton white undergarment that yes. you would wear on your upper half of your body. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is just what I wore through, like, the first two years of my college. Like, that's it? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Like, Guys. you wore the, did you, like, was there an overshirt? Or no, that? dude, none. Just, nope, nope. Okay. Because We're about whatever. liking things here. <laughs> We're about liking things. I don't know. I have no idea why. But So that's where I come from, a place of clearly Okay, so not your looking. origin story is... <laughs> it's a place of not looking nice. Okay. Um, and then at some point, like, you know, I was like a t-shirt and jeans guy for a long time. And 
and I think at some point I just wanted to, it, it was probably like, I, I was starting to, to have meetings with folks for my, you know, my job is like an online, I'm a publisher of an online news magazine. So I end up meeting people at things mm-hmm. and, uh, I was young at the time, and I wanted to be taken more seriously, I think, than I was being taken. And I think a lot of that had to do with, like, showing up to meetings in, like, jeans and flip-flops and a T-shirt where, like, you know, the, the, the Richmond's wealthy elder guard are there, and they're like, oh, here's, like, the young technology person. And, like, I didn't want to be the young technology person. I wanted to be a respectable, contributing member of society that you should listen to me. So... I forget who like got me onto it, but like I really think it was like, oh, well, this is an easy way. It's the first impression, right? Like people get your clothes, mm-hmm. and so I started like a journey of what I felt like made me look nice. And it, it is, I think it's like a crazy sine wave if you look at it, or a like a decrescendoing sine wave. Is there a word for that? You uh, can picture, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, of just like all over the place trying to find out what I felt comfortable in. Give me a few examples okay. of something that. You tried right away that's kind of stuck and something that you tried right away that was you were not pulling off. Okay, so I remember I have a really – I have a, um, a blue and white striped suit that's like a, a seersucker type vibe because we yeah. live in the south, so like that kind of thing. And I would wear that with like a orange and white check shirt that was intense. There's a lot of intense things going on <laughs> in that. Um, and it was just too much, too much, too much. I would also like just – wear ties a lot with things that probably just didn't need ties or like the shirt did not itself support a tie i think it was just too much i i made the decision of like hey want to look good i know what looks good suits ties shirts wear them all at the same time and uh and so that was like too much i think classic white button-up t-shirt or button-up shirts dress shirts i know you're a fan of the white oxford the white oxford and like so that's my decrescendo like where i am now is like if i could just have a hundred white cotton oxfords that's all i would wear um and i'm at a point now where like i have nice the slip-ons that we talked about in episode one Mm -hmm. that they no longer make which causes me to cry emoji those i think are dressy enough where like you can wear it to a nice meeting i have dark denim pants which i also think jeans they're but they're they're, you know they're fairly dark they look nice enough to wear to a meeting or to be super cash and white button-up oxford Put a blazer on if you want to feel fancy. Put a tie on if you feel double fancy. But it's like, you know, bouncing back and forth between all these options to, to kind of like my end goal is just this uniform where I wear the same exact thing every day with small adjustments. So you so you are in favor of the uniform. Yeah. But you want to look nice doing it? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so I want to feel good. You want to feel good. Yeah. And so I, talk to me a little bit how you started going from – t-shirts and jeans where honestly that's where i am now yeah Uh, i have a couple work suits and a couple semi slightly nicer things but for the most part i wear jeans and t-shirts every day because i've never had to go to a real office or you know present myself in any way and part of me um my clothes are neutral they don't really make me feel good or just kind of what's there and path of least resistance. So how do you, how did you, you decided you wanted to do this. So you had to expend some energy. Did you yeah. just go to Kmart and buy a bunch of things at Kmart? No, cause I hate real life interactions. So I think my advice would be to find online retailers that have excellent return policies mm-hmm. and like Bonobos is one of those. 
Um, and there's probably a million now that like Bonobos will have free returns and free return shipping. So like you can order a bunch of stuff, different cuts, different, you know, shirts that look different, different styles, and you can try them on in the comfort of your own home and then send them all back. Um, and honestly, I would recommend just like, say you need one pair of pants, but you're like, I have no idea where to start. Buy four pairs of pants and then return the three that you don't like or return all four. Like, um, I think, I think that like the thing that people say about like, don't, and it's just like a KonMari, a little bit of a mm-hmm. KonMari thing is like, don't keep the things that don't give you any joy. Like if you buy a shirt and it is like almost good, you're never going to wear it because it doesn't right. make you feel great. Like you should only buy and keep, I think the things that make you feel great. And it's just a matter of trying brands, trying styles, trying cuts until you find the thing that makes you feel good. I hear you. I, I, I think it was maybe beginning of this year, like or maybe a little bit towards the fall. I was like, oh, well, I'll try to dress a little bit more nicely. And I, on your recommendation, I tried Bonobos and I ordered a bunch of them and none of the cuts fit me and it just wasn't my thing. And I got discouraged and I haven't really tried anything since. Yeah. And that's fine. So now you can check that off the list. Like, okay, okay I don't need okay. to buy stuff from this place. Go, go on to the next place. Well, I meant more and I haven't gone on to the next place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I've been. That's a critical step. And I even, I signed up for one of those boxes, uh-huh. but then, um, finances, were such that it never one actually shipped to me. Have you ever done one of those like uh, variety, Mm-mm. variety pack boxes? No, because I think now like because they don't contain twenty Oxford. Yeah, Oxford yeah. Shirts. Now like it's really I I feel good about what I have. Like my uniform. It took like ten years to figure out what the uniform I was looking for because I don't think I could have like spoke it into words what I was looking for. But once I like found it, I was like, dang, this is great. I feel good feel comfortable i feel the for my job i feel the appropriate amount of respectableness you know mm-hmm. um, but it did take a long time to find and that's like don't be i think don't be afraid of failure and especially that thing like if you, you're like oh this is gonna be so good i spent 80 dollars on this thing but if it doesn't look good on you and you hate it it's just gonna sit in your closet so sell it or throw it away or like give it back so tell me a little bit about uh what your cycle is obviously um, when Ox- Oxford shirts don't last forever because they get yeah. yellowy and that's the smelly downside and of the white. Yeah, throw them away. Um, do you regularly purge your closet in a KonMari style, or do you are at the point where you know yourself pretty well that you generally aren't buying things that? Yeah, I'm close to. Okay. Uh, I still have things like I just got rid of a shirt the other day that I didn't. I was like, I'm never gonna wear this. It's just sitting here, so I just got rid of it. But I probably buy one pair of jeans per year, and I buy uh, Levi's. I think they're 514s, which is like the whatever the what, – or 511s. They're 511 uh, – it's whatever the, the not skinniest, the penultimate skinniest ones they have mm-hmm. and the darkest denim they have. And I'll buy that once per year, and I'll probably buy one Oxford, new Oxford per year. How many do you have in rotation then? I have probably just the one pair of pants – which I wear 90% of my life and wash, you know, once every when they're smelly. weeks. Yeah. And then I think I have three or four Oxfords at this point. And some of, and like some of them are great for tucking in. Some of them are not great for tucking in. Some of them are great for like when it's a little bit colder and some of it's great for a real light rolling up the sleeves. Okay. So it's thing. not as if you have, you spent some, some variety of time like finding what you liked, but now you are, it's not like you have a, a closet full of what's my mood today. Right. Yeah. And like, which this, is, which is, you know, if, if that makes you happy. Yeah. This but, year's big yeah. thing was for my birthday, I got from my mom, a jeans jacket 
Ooh. from um, this company called Taylor Stitch. And it's an expensive, nice jeans jacket, but it'll last 100 years or whatever. Like, yeah. And so that'll be my one thing probably for this 12 months. And that'll I'll have added that. <laughs> that is a, a level of minimalist sort of joyfulness that I aspire to. Yeah, I mean, but like, think about it. If you had four things that you love to wear, wouldn't you be happier than like 600 t-shirts that were just like, eh? Yeah. 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 I did do a KonMari of a bunch of clothes that I was never wearing. And it got to the point where I had virtually nothing left. Yeah. That's awesome. And that was, it was awesome. But then I was like, well, I guess I'll wear these t-shirts I don't really care about until I can find clothes I like. And then I never put the effort in to find the clothes I like. Yeah. And let me, let me disclaim too, is that um, my college, Virginia Tech, who I am a fan of their football sports, they produce a t-shirt every year that's like a student government association fundraiser, and it's like the Orange Effect shirt or whatever. Yeah, I'm aware. And I have one of those for every year since 2003, and they mostly just sit in a pile because I cannot bring myself to Kamari them. But, like, I, like you know, we're going up to Blacksburg this weekend for football, so it's nice to have, like, I just want to schlub around in an orange shirt, you know? So I do yeah. have some of that stuff around for, like, well, and like they, right now, I'm wearing like a really gross old hoodie because it feels nice, you know. Yeah, like you like you said, it's not dressing fancy. Yeah, it's dressing nice and makes you happy. Right. Well, you are an inspiration, and I'd like oh, to. Thanks, uh, dude. I aspire to dress to dress in a way that makes me feel happy, as opposed to just kind of meh. Yeah. Well, let's let's. Uh, I'll do some research. I'll ask some some people and see if I can get some more like bonobos esque brand store recommendations and yeah. pass them along i appreciate it okay cool so it is now time for um reader mail reader mail reader mail so uh long time listeners of the show will know that uh one of the things i like is my p.o box which is p.o box 25914 richmond virginia 23260-5914 and if you send us mail there and uh, mark okay to read we will read your mail on on the show it's physical mail it's physical mail ross is holding a piece of paper in his hand right now that somebody wrote words on it feels ink. so wasteful well, is not it wasteful not wasteful it feels so um Heating spot again. What's the word for that? Luxurious. <laughs> Luxurious. <laughs> so, Ross, do you want to share uh, a letter we got from a friend yep. of the show, uh, Brian Cannon? This is Brian Cannon. And it is on a there's a picture of a plane on the front, and it says, Human history is basically a list of things that couldn't be done, and then we're done. Um, and that's from the founder and president of the Ocean Cleanup, Boyan Slat. Mm-hmm. That's the front. That's not. And that's it's, not the uh, from his organi- oh, Brian's yes. organization, which is One Virginia Twenty Twenty One, which you all should check out because they are working to mm-hmm. set up a less partisan or nonpartisan um, way to handle Virginia's legislative districts. So redistricting, right? Redistricting. Is that the same thing. So yeah, okay. same thing. So that um, politicians have less influence over picking who their voters are, and which. Uh, Regardless of your political affiliation, uh, you probably uh, didn't realize it, but probably support redistricting. Yeah. So check out. We'll that put the link for it's one Virginia twenty twenty one. We'll put it in yeah. in the old show notes. So this is his. This is like says Sam and Ross. Long time. Am I supposed to read this out loud? You can do no rules. No rules. Uh, I'll read it out loud. It says to read it out loud. Right yeah. here on the thing. Sam and Ross, long time listener, first time writer. Thanks for taking my letter. First, I love all the creative energy you two put 
out there in print and on the podcast. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's nice. And then he's got two questions, so I'll pose them unto you. Okay. And then I will answer them myself. First, well, let's do let's do this. I'll ask the first one, and we'll go back and forth, and then we'll do the second one. Okay. What other podcasts do you two listen to? Ooh, uh, podcasting is uh, obviously one of my favorite things to do. And I see Ross pulling out <laughs> to look at his list. Uh, there are more podcasts than I want to listen that I want to listen to than I have hours in my week to listen to. Um, one of my all-time favorites is one called Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men, which I believe I mentioned from time to time, where uh, Jay and Miles are going chronologically through all of X-Men continuity and explaining every little nuance Unbelievable. about uh, this uh, 50-, 60-year superhero soap opera. Um, you mentioned ATP uh, and Analog. That's on my list. Um, I, I enjoy most podcasts that Merlin Mann is on. Uh, Back to Work, Reconcilable Differences, Roderick on the Line. There are just so many. There's a bunch of um, iPad. There's a iPad uh, podcast called Canvas I enjoy. I'm going to miss a whole bunch. I enjoy Life, Leave Me Alone from our friend uh, Matt Fisher, who's in, in Richmond. It's a comics and culture podcast. Now they're also talking more about wrestling, which I know nothing about. Podcasting is one of those great things where I sort of started out listening to a bunch of NPR shows and sort of broad-based Mac shows like Mac Break Weekly, and those shows are fine, uh, but what podcasting lets you do is sort of very hyper-focus on your very, very specific interests. Yeah. So I don't I don't listen to it, uh, but th- for example, there's this show on Relay FM called The Pen Addict, which if you're just really into, into pens. Like literal pens? Yes. Like you write with pens. Like 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 you write with pens. Like it's not my thing. Sure. But for the people whose pen for for whom pens are their thing. Yeah. Like you can find a podcast for that. Love it. Ross, how about you? What shows uh, are on your list? Okay. Um, we already said Accidental Tech Podcast, which I love. Um, I think probably the one I've been listening to the most lately that I I just love absolutely completely is called Another Round. It's from BuzzFeed, and it's two black ladies, and they just talk about all sorts of stuff. And yeah. They are funny and insightful, and they have, like, legit supremo guests on there. Like, Hillary Clinton was on there. Wow. Um, dude Hannibal Burris was on there. Like, just, nice. like, really legit people. Um, and the interviews are always really good and really funny. Um, and it's like a person, like, I'm obviously, they're very different people for me. So it's awesome having a thing that is clearly not made for me to consume it and be like, oh, man, the world's different than my yeah, I know you've, Super you've bubbled. Uh, it wasn't necessarily a year of thing, but you may, you've been making a concerted effort to increase the diversity of the podcast you listen yes, to. Yes, because they're mostly just white dudes having opinions like us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that one. There's one called Gastropod, which is two ladies that talk about the science and history of food, which I love a lot. Um, and they're, this is my favorite podcast, I think. Well, okay. I get two, can I do two more? Three more. No rules. No rules. Uh, okay, so Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. What? Is so good. I listened to his, he has this World War One series called like Pathway to Armageddon or something like that. And it is so good. Did I say World War Two? I meant World War One because World War One is said way World more. War One. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. And it is like each episode is probably like four hours long. Wow. And there's like seven episodes it's just so much content but it's super good so that one if you're into world war one which everyone should because it's fascinating listen to that one um new one in town by a dude named prabir it's called Mm -hmm. instant everything and he's the most charming man you'll ever meet and he just does cool science facts every month once a month 20 minutes so good and then the best the best podcast 
that I don't think any, even exists anymore. It's called Mystery Show. Do you know about this? Uh, I think I've heard of it. I know God, that. Mystery Show is so good. It was it's on Gimlet. I think is another like podcast network. I don't even know if it still exists. But Mystery Show was a lady from NPR, I think, and she had she would just take like B level mysteries. Like one time, her friend was walking along the street and found this really intricate belt buckle, like a crazy, like handmade crazy belt buckle. And she, and this was like in the, in the person's childhood. And, and so the mystery that the person is trying to solve is like, where does this belt buckle come from? And she goes through a whole show of trying to find the source of this belt buckle. And it is like, that's like a boring mystery, right? But it's not, it's like the <laughs> storytelling a, behind all these like really trivial good. mysteries. So good. So mystery show. So good. Th- those are the ones you wanted to share. And, Ooh. um, this would be a good time to plug, oh yes, plug uh, your one of your latest projects. One of my latest projects is called the Boring Show. The Boring Show, named by your son, named by my son, uh, and it is just the audio feed from all of Richmond's government meetings. <laughs> That's it. There's no con- like no one says anything about it. You can just go and listen to hours and hours and hours, boring hours of public meetings. But dude, super important. Like that's where yeah. all the sausage gets made, and people don't listen to that stuff in there, yeah. and they don't know. I remember so. you telling me like, oh, there, here's this budget meeting where we're probably going to have a runoff election for mayor in Richmond City, and there's no budget for the runoff election. Yeah, man. Registrar lady was up there and was like, wow, we can't pay for that. <laughs> so interesting to know. So that's called the boring show. The boring show. And, and you can where can they find that? I'll put it in the show. Notes. In the show notes. Show notes for the show can be find at, found at found found at salmonrosslikethings.com at the top. At the top. And then the final question. Final question. This is where we'll close out here. It's a big question. Maybe we should okay. start next time with it. It is what's the future of this medium, meaning podcasting, I think. Not letters. Uh yeah, or pens. I don't know. It's written with a pen, so maybe Sure. What is the future of this medium? Yeah. Uh, it's only going to get easier for people to record audio of themselves and put it on the internet. We almost did it today on just iPads. Yeah, we don't have the right hubs, yeah. but we were we were playing with it. Yeah, um, there is still a little bit of sort of magic in terms of getting audio equipment to work right with computers, but that's going to just get easier. And yeah. as your phone uh, becomes a better and better microphone. Uh, yeah, I'll say that Susan, who I work with, will do ha- like in the past before we had this mic that I'm speaking into now, we'll just take her phone, set it on the table, and record an interview with a person, and it is 75% good. Like it is yeah. totally acceptable quality. So right. I think you're right. Like more um, universal. Kind of like how right now you can anyone can just go buy a Squarespace website, which we'd love. You could, if you guys want to sponsor us, we we'll, we'll take your money. Yeah, uh, and have a website that looks really good. Uh, we'll get to the point where. It'll be pretty easy for someone to just record audio and and make it sound relative good enough. Yeah, I good think enough. the bar for good enough is way lower than most people think. Uh, yes, and and, yes. and like you said, As Squarespace is it's almost at that point. You can record a thing on your phone and you literally drag it into the Squarespace, and then you have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to get the same way now. You've got professional photographers, and then everybody else takes a million pictures with their phone like everybody does photography everybody yep audio content is going to get into a similar place where there will always be professional shows uh we'll see more and more um sort of uh amateur shows like this one because we're (laughs) semi-pros semi-pros and then just everyone will be recording little sound little sounds for their friends and family like they do with vines or videos or yeah things like that yeah we can maybe put this in the after show but um i i think also too 
it is a it is a like a meaty space for advertisers um because we've and you know i listen to a lot of podcasts and advertising is handled in a bunch of different ways i buy a lot of stuff from and, the yes. shows i listen and to. so that's what i'm saying is like when and we we did a little bit of like test sponsor reads on this show for floricane who lets us use their conference room and like I think there is just something different about two voices that you theoretically know and trust, Ross and Sam, saying, mm-hmm. hey, I know the guy who runs this company. I've taken, I've partaken of his services. You should try them out. That's different than, you know, more. Try Fizzy Cola, the latest cola yeah. from Fizico. Exactly. And so when, and like, you know, my business exists off of advertising, but like, it's harder for me as a publisher to be like, yo, I love all my advertisers when the advertisers are doing like display advertising around our content. But in this format, I can literally say out loud, I love our advertisers, you know? Um, and so I think that, and it, it'll take advertisers a little bit long, like local ones, especially a little bit longer to like get into it. But I think it's going to be big for that sort of thing. That's great. That was boring, but interesting to me. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's our show. Is that the whole show? That's the show. Sam, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter as at Mr. Beefy. And Ross, how about you? I'm Ross Catron Twitter as well. How do, you, R- how do you spell that? I'll tell you right now, Sam. At R-O-S-S-C-A-T-R-O-W. That's Ross Catron. That's Ross Catron. Well, uh, see you all in a fortnight. We really enjoyed doing this show. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.